Should I, do you want me to mark this for the for the beer cracker? You good? Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and mark her. Oh, I'll throw a little marker in there. Marker, I barely know her. <laughs> this is a mean duck from Axeman, my favorite beer. Mm, that does look angry. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Interesting. Support your local brewery, people. Do that. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at WeHateJacob if anyone's still there. I'm with my co-host, Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks, and I think the same on Threads? Yeah, buddy. I'm on Threads now, dog. Yeah, they need, to, they need to fix some shit before I move over there. I'm going to go <laughs> down with this sinking ship that is Twitter, but there is a life raft in Threads. Mm-hmm. Um, our format, Dimitri's Top of the Mid, Headlines, Stock Rising, Stock Falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, whatever, to kick off a conversation. Dimitri, Top of the Mid, five weeks in a row? Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta give extreme hats off here to, to Maxine. Specifically, I wanna give it to Maxine this week, not the whole group. Okay? Cause, oh, okay. Alright, alright. Cause, man, Maxine, I mean, we've always liked Maxine. But dude, to see her just get the pop that she got for just mm-hmm. two simple like little just moves, and then the suplex, and then everybody go crazy, like that made me feel good. And I love this like this this mid card comedy act that we got going on, and I love that uh, the whole little dynamic with her learning from Master Gable, the one the Master only. Chad Gable with my <laughs> number one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love this content. It's great. So shout out to Maxine of uh wow, I almost said the street Alpha Profits. Academy. I almost said the Street Profits. They are definitely not the Street Profits. No. <laughs> of the Alpha Academy, man. I they, love Maybe like that the gym. suburb profits. <laughs> the suburb profits, yep. They're the suburb profits. They know what's going on in the subs. Uh yeah. Uh, Maxine in the ring was a little bit like um. If you're playing, you know, WWE 2K and you start spamming moves, it's like, I remember the button for arm drag. So you're just like, <laughs> arm drag, arm drag, arm drag. Get it done. Uh, oh, triangle suplex. <laughs> but she, she tried to hit the worm, not as smooth as, as Otis. So she's going to have to, you know, oh, yeah. Her get like back twitching out was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, what is she actually doing? <laughs> it was, it was very good though. Uh, you know what? So slight change in top of the mid, but it's still essentially the, the trophy's still going, staying it's still with going the over Alpha there. Academy. Yep. And I, when, when we, you know, send the letter to, to Master Gable, I'm sure he's going to send back, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, um, and staying kind of on top of the mid, what's your headline? Uh, yeah. So I just want to, I just want to give a quick shout out and congrats to a top of the mid graduate. I want to say congratulations to Dom, dirty Dom. Congratulations. You've made it. You goddamn, you main evented raw, even though it, <laughs> yes, <laughs> beautiful. We got some automated claps in there. I love it. Yeah, man. You main evented raw. It was a beautiful scene. I've been thinking about this for weeks. I've been thinking about what I would say whenever one of my, my proud, um, mid graduates <laughs> just goes to the, to the, to the main event of any show. And, and I can just look at it like a proud father. You know what I mean? And. Sure. And I'm just so <laughs> proud of Dom right now, man. He finally made it. He's in the main event. And I, like I said, I know it's not exactly just because, you know, it's, it's not like just him and the storyline. It's, it's his group as a whole. Their whole little entanglement has got him there. But either way, a couple years ago, I would have never, ever, 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 ever imagined Dom main eventing Raw for any reason <laughs> other than maybe being a tag team partner with Ray. We're raising some sort of feud. That's but, the only way I would have seen it. Yeah. But you, I wouldn't have liked so it. Right. I wouldn't have been happy about it. But this, I'm happy about it. So congratulations, man. I mean, that's two very good matches for Dom in a row. Mm-hmm. As well. You got... He's uh, eating. He's eating. He's drinking. <laughs> he has some dessert. He is that, That's Rhea, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he... He got a match with Cody Rhodes at, at a pay-per-view and mm-hmm. then made evented raw with Seth Rollins the next, like the night it's after. Ballin', like, man. It's all crazy. right. And oh, I wanted to say about Dom. Um, a lot of people have already said it and obviously he plays into it a bit, but I really love the slimy heel, like Eddie Guerrero style heel mm-hmm. that he's becoming. It just fits so well to be like, 
I don't know. He like does this thing where he like talks a big game. You know, he's dirty Dom. He been he been in a clink, man. He knows what's <laughs> up. But at the same time, whenever shit goes down, he's quick to run behind mommy. And that shit just it's perfect, man. It fits great. I love it. So I, I liked I liked him having a promo segment with Seth too because mm-hmm. Seth knows his crowd what exactly they're gonna do. Yes. They're gonna sing his song, and like as soon as Seth pick up picks up the mic. Whoosh, Everyone shuts up. <laughs> but then, like, Dom starts to talk, gets booed off the mic. And so it goes, wait, wait, wait. I can't hear him. <laughs> you know, like, come on, come on. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And they do, they do it again, and he just gets his little cackle in. It's the perfect um, dynamic, because they're, like, polar opposites. The crowd always mm-hmm. cheers really hard for Rollins, and then they boo extremely for Dom. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to have kind of another heel face conversation soon about like what WWE is trying to do with, with different people and different characters and mm-hmm. what their crowd reactions are, because I think we're starting to get to this, this point where there's a couple people who their face, their faces to the crowd, but heels in writing. And I think WWE is going to have to, at some point make that switch for, for a couple people. Yeah. Um, that might be a conversation for another day. Seth Rollins is someone that makes me think of that. Cause I think they kind of think of him as somewhat of a, he's like a tweener yes. leaning face, but he's like so over as a face right now. Yeah. Big agree. It's, it's, it's kind of like a weird thing where like, you know, you don't think of him as being clean necessarily, but mm-hmm. at the same time, the people love him. So yeah, you like I, when he first got this belt, you and I had a conversation about Seth Rollins. What's he going to do with it? And this is not what I thought he was going to do with it. Putting the belt on the line every week. I thought he was going to get that shit and be like, it is mine. You're going to have to do everything and anything to get me to wrestle for the belt. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, yeah, I can beat anybody. And so he's far he has. Balling. Um, my headline is just going to be, let's talk a little bit more about money in the bank. How would you like school letter grade? What would you give it? I give it a uh, B plus. We've just been bonded, like same page. <laughs> That's exactly lately. what you were gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> I I almost put it like my grade in the rundown, and then I was like, no, let's see what happens. B plus is right where I think it was because I don't think it was a yeah. perfect show, no. but I thought it was a really good show. I was really into most of what what went down. Mm. Um, I think the the order of the card was really good too. Um, you know, having the men's money in the bank ladder match kicking things off, I think is always a smart move, especially when you have people that could get some pressure on them later in, in that card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also holding the women's, uh, ladder match later to make that more of a spectacle. And I, I think, I think everybody showed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I big agree. Uh, if I were to choose, I'm always partial to the women's, uh, matches because I just, I think they're so talented and mm-hmm. everybody in there was like such a believable person to have won. Really, for, really good start. spots. Really yeah. good spots in that match. Really good spots the whole entire match. EO Sky was amazing the entire match. So I'm really happy to see her get the W. But yeah, uh, whole card, whole way down. I enjoyed most of it. Like you said, wasn't perfect. Um, but I'm, I think I'm happy with all the outcomes to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, it, it kind of went almost as expected a little bit, which is part of why my, my grade wasn't an A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like last week we were talking about the bloodline civil war and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment, but you know, kind of went one of the ways we predicted it to go. We knew Seth Rollins wasn't going to lose to Finn Balor. Right. Um, that storyline's got more, especially after Damian Priest won the briefcase. I knew it wasn't on. Um, women's ladder match. I, during the match, I thought it was going to be either Bailey or Becky. And so that, that the way that they ended that with the, with the handcuff spot, taking something that, that Zoe and Trish started EOCs grabs, and then just hooks those two together through the ladder. So they can't climb any further. And then climbing over (laughs) Bailey to grab the briefcase. So good. Yeah, it was an incredible finish. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was yeah, so it, happy, man. It, it was really good. I really enjoyed that. And I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that we're going to get out of that finish too, starting mm-hmm. on SmackDown this week. 
Um, because uh, did you see any of the stuff from the the press conference afterwards? Uh, yeah, only a few clips here and there from uh, Twitter, but I didn't okay. actually watch it. So one of the I didn't watch it either, but I, I saw some stuff from it. One of the the big standout things from it was uh, Bailey joined EO at the at the press conference and was like, just like we said. Damage control, bringing the briefcase home, and she's holding the briefcase and popping it up, like acting like she won it, like doing yeah. some like, yeah, 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 we won it. <laughs> and EO's kind of looking at her this. like, you didn't win anything. <laughs> so I, I think there's going to be some some more stuff that goes on there, kind of you know, seeing what happens next. I think we're probably going to get uh, Shotzi and Bailey. Um, I guess Shotzi probably taking a shot at Bailey on Friday. Um, after the haircut last week, but yikes. Um, Cody Dom, um, Dominic being like taking like one bump and being like, nah, same for me, dog. I'm out of here. <laughs> and Cody running and grabbing him and throwing him back in the ring. Uh, and yeah, I think we're going to cover pretty much everything else. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with the card. It was a really good show. I love Money in the Bank. Like, since great, I since I got great. back into wrestling, Money in the Bank I think has been my favorite pay per view all three times mm-hmm. that I've that I've seen it. It's just so fun. It slaps. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased. Hallelujah. And now moving on to the main event of the podcast, Bloodline Cinematic Universe. Breaking news: Roman Reigns got pinned by Jey Uso. You called I called it. that shit. You called it. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think we were actually going to get it, but I'm happy that we fucking did. I was losing my mind. What a match. Jay kicking out and hitting Roman in the yam bags. In the bulls. I I was yelling for the ref to disqualify him. You see that? That's what uh, happened in their previous match, too. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was a cool little throwback. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it right away until I saw it later. And then, you know, to add insult to injury, Roman got banned on TikTok this week. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he posted a TikTok afterwards about it. I just saw today where he was just, it was like a video of him at like a press conference. And he was like, y'all stupid, huh? Or something like that. It was funny. I, I, I have not seen that, but that, that sounds pretty good. Yep. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're moving on to Friday. At Madison Square Garden, so it's going to be a big banger of a show. Damn right. And the Usos will allegedly be putting Roman on tribal court. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Don't let don't let the new social media distract you from the fact that Roman's got court tomorrow, y'all. Or if you're hearing this tomorrow, today. <laughs> Depends on how quickly you edit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, do you want to spend time with your wife, or do you want to edit a podcast tonight? Hmm. <laughs> He wants to edit a podcast. Uh, yeah, so I, I have no idea what tribal court will entail. Um, I've seen some good, some good videos on, on the interwebs, uh, this week as well of, you know, this is the moment that Solo Sokoa lost face, faith in Roman. And it's after, you know, the Usos kicked out and Roman's sitting there like, and Solo's just looking at him like, Dog, we got a match to win. We got to keep pounding on these boys. Like, what, what, what do you, yeah, the fuck? So I I think we might start seeing some more friction between the the Roman and Solo side of things. I I also saw another tweet. I I want to say it was from Public Enemies um saying uh yeah, so Solo's going to steal Paul Heyman from from Roman, huh? Mm, that dude, he would be a great Paul Heyman guy. That makes sense. Can't talk, but yeah. can do a lot of damage. <laughs> That's a great Paul Heyman guy. I've never even thought about that. But that's a good idea. I, I believe that was from the Public Enemies podcast. That if it's y'all, shout that. out to y'all. That's good. That's good shit. But yeah, I again, uh, what what do you what do you think of Tribal Court? Do you think it's going to lead to Roman J at SummerSlam? Yeah, I think Roman J at SummerSlam makes the most sense. Uh, that's also what I've seen hinted online. Um, but yeah, it would make. A lot of sense for that to go on a SummerSlam. I wanted to continue. I wanted to continue going uh, past SummerSlam too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, through the rest of the year, just because I think Jay is great in that main event scene, and I don't want that kind of feud to die down. I think it's something that should go on for a while because you know, family stuff. 
Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's going to be Roman J at SummerSlam for the title, which will be Roman's first title defense since WrestleMania. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, he that has would not make so much sense. He has. Oh, wait. No, Elimination Chamber was before WrestleMania. Yeah, he, it'll be his first title defense since WrestleMania. That's brazy. Mm-hmm. Um, stock going up. Stock's going up. Oh shit! This is one I'm excited about. Okay. Three, two, one, Claymore! <laughs> yes, sir. My boy Drew is back. Y'all know who, how I feel about Drew McIntyre. I love Drew McIntyre. He's a goddamn Scottish psychopath. Um, I, what? You never is heard that, of Scottish psychopath before? Is that a nickname of his? Yeah, that's a, that's a nickname of his. The Scottish <laughs> psychopath. Pretty badass, yeah? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, but, I'd associate that more with a uh, Nikki Cross right now, but. Yeah, fair enough. But no, nah, man, I, I always liked Drew McIntyre. Um, that was a complete surprise for me. I haven't seen any, I didn't see any hints online or anything. Um, I had just saw it, uh, heard his music drop and dude, I was fucking psyched. Absolutely psyched. Um, that being said, I think that him and Daring General Gunta fighting is a great match. First of all. They it both was great have, at WrestleMania. Yes, they both have such a great style. They it, it goes so well together. Um, so I think that if they continue down this road, and Drew McIntyre and Gunther just continue feuding, I think the one person to take the title off of Gunther that would make sense in my eyes is Drew McIntyre. Now I don't think. Uh, one thing I, I looked here before the show is, uh, that, that record that Gunther's trying to break, which is the honky tonk man having the title for 454 days, it looks like. Um, looks like Gunther's at 389, which means that by SummerSlam, he would not have broken the record yet. So, by that about, logic. We've got about two more months for him to break the, the record. Yeah. So, by that logic, uh, I don't think that, um, He's actually going to lose at SummerSlam if he puts up his title at SummerSlam. But afterwards, after he breaks that record, I think it would be wise to have Drew be the one to actually take the title off him, maybe in a rematch or something. Um, I say that because Drew is just, in my eyes, a very believable competitor. He's competed on the main event scene. He, he's got like that credibility, at least in my eyes. And like he... He just seems like the real deal. Uh, he's the only person that Gunther's faced recently that I feel like has a legitimate possibility to actually dethrone him. Uh, so I would love to see it happen. How about yourself? I, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago too, I, I believe. And I, I think it would be, I think it would be good. Um, I'm just doing some quick maths real quick mm. um yes yeah, summer summer slam is 31 days away and then payback is going to be september 2nd oh shit we're doing the math that's Live 50 on that's 58 days oh, wow. so the next two pay-per-views you know it's it could they could do it and it could be a storyline thing where they have Drew be like, I'm not going to let you be the longest reigning intercontinental champion because you don't deserve it. Uh huh. You've spicy. You've demanded respect, but you haven't earned respect, you know, kind of thing. I love Drew McIntyre, dude. I like, I've like, I've always said, I've been very consistent on Drew McIntyre. I think he yeah. is a sensational challenger. I think you can write a really good storyline of him challenging. I think he's very believable in whatever he does. But I don't know if I love Drew McIntyre with a belt. I Bert, don't I think he kind of runs out of steam at that point. You need some milk. No. Yep, you need some milk, bro. Can't process it. You need milk, goddammit. So I I I, I do think that Drew would be a very smart person to pick to, to take the Intercontinental belt from Gunther. And part of that could also be to move Gunther into a main event scene. Mm -hmm. Because Gunther's shown, like, he should be higher up the card. Like, he's at the Intercontinental, and the Intercontinental belt is, like, as high as you can get that belt to be. Mm -hmm. And Gunther, 
I, I would not be surprised as we move into next year. He had the longest time in the Royal Rumble last year, I believe. Uh, and I could see him being in like the elimination chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship, something like that. Like I could see very, very clearly happening. Yeah, I could see that too. Here's my fear. You want to hear my fear? Oh, I want to hear your fear. Monday Night Raw, Drew made the save for Matt Riddle. And then they were chumming it up, going to get some pints. Yeah. My fear is Drew loses at SummerSlam and they pop him with Riddle as an odd couple tag team because it worked for Riddle with Randy. (laughs) Damn it. And maybe it'll work with Riddle with Drew. And I really don't have any appetite for that at all. I don't either. And I've seen um, not just us. uh, We've been very vocal against Riddle for uh, quite some time now. I've seen the sort of uh, internet wrestling community seem to uh, turn their backs a bit on Riddle as well. It just doesn't seem to be landing the same as it was. I think he needs a little bit of a switch up. And I'm sticking with my theory that Randy was carrying that liking of Riddle. Absolutely. Because because it it was such a big odd couple difference between them uh-huh. that it it made it that work. But Riddle on his own is just like, oh my god, I don't want to listen to this guy say another fucking word. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is unbearable. <laughs> Please. <laughs> anyway, this is stocks rising, so we're gonna yes. we're gonna start getting positive again. And <laughs> uh, stock going up once again for our boy L A Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The men's ladder match went crazy and oh, yeah. I was, I jumped out of my seat, jumping up and down. They had that camera, that the camera shot, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's straight on top of the ladder, guys up there, you're like, he's going to get it. He's actually going to get it. It's not a wide shot. There's no, there's no one coming. And then fucking Damian Priest has to come up and choke slam him down. <sighs> LA Knight is getting a belt soon. It's happening. Triple H said in the press conference, Something about, yeah, 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 I know y'all wanted him to have the briefcase. We've got other plans for him. Gotta be patient. Mm-hmm. He's, it's on its way. I thought that was going to lead to an LA Knight Logan Paul, uh, program for SummerSlam. Seems like that's gonna be, ooh, excuse me, ooh, big beer. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul and Rick O'Shea instead. Yep. Um, after they had their backstage fight. And, there's some rumors from the dark matches that were going on on the WWE's tour of the UK that for most of those dark matches, it was LA Knight with Sheamus and Austin Theory for the four, I say in quotes, US title. Mm. Now, the US title is up for grabs at Madison Square Garden on SmackDown tomorrow night, tonight, whenever you listen to it, depending on when Dimitri edits the podcast. <laughs> uh, and... I could see Sheamus taking it at, at this event. The numbers balance out because we've got Austin Theory's kind of got pretty deadly hanging around them. Sheamus has got his brutes and maybe Sheamus takes it off Austin Theory. LA Knight comes out and says, yeah, I want that belt. Yeah. And, uh, starts working on something with Sheamus towards SummerSlam or Theory retains and LA Knight comes out and says, yeah, I'm next. And they start a program going to SummerSlam. We know LA Knight can carry a program. He yes. had to do it with Bray Wyatt and Austin Theory at this point. I'm not sure the guy can talk. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think? Those are some uh, compelling ideas. I think it would make the most sense, I mean, at least in my eyes, for it to be uh, Theory um, LA Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. That way, just give Theory one last chance to kind of prove himself against somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it seems like they want him to, to prove himself. He just, just hasn't done it. They gave him like opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. This seems like it's kind of a last chance. I've heard a lot of, uh, rumors just to, that they're not happy with the title reign, which I don't blame them because it hasn't been good. Uh, so yeah, I think LA Knight versus, um, theory would make some sense. And then, um, obviously, like you said, LA Knight can carry a program. So, at least if you know if LA Knight's in it, it can be moderately interesting. Same way John Cena made, uh, the Austin Theory John Cena thing a bit interesting by bringing in some of that real life, uh, conflict they had there where he said he didn't believe anything he says, which is how we feel. And that and, made it somewhat interesting. And you'd also have a very strong, like, babyface heel 
yes component of that too like la night is so over and everybody hates austin theory exactly and i think that works extremely well for la night that's why i really thought it was going to work with logan paul because people love to boo logan paul Mm -hmm. um but la night versus austin theory i mean nobody (laughs) roots for austin theory so that's going to be lopsided for sure and if la night can win that title man that'd be yeah that'll be great for the u.s title uh great for the wwe great for the fans that would be exciting so i'm here for that I'm, i'm rooting for that one and I could also see LA Knight being somewhat of a fighting champion with the belt too. Like I could yeah. see him putting it up week in, week out on SmackDown. People want to see him on TV anyway. Yeah. So if he has a belt, there's your excuse to put him in. Exactly. No one wants to see Austin Theory, which is why he's never on TV. So it's really, it's really hurt the title. Like, yeah, we could have a great US title, like we have Gunther with the Intercontinental. But we just, like, it's just been so, yeah, it's just so secondary, such a second thought. Like, I don't even think about the U.S. title. Who has the longest U.S. title reign? Mm, this man's looking up some statistics. Ooh. It's yeah. It's probably really long, ain't it? It's pretty long. How long? Um, It looks like. And oh, who God, the hell is it? It's so some, many like, ads. old wrestler. Yeah, get. Who who do you think if you had to put put a uh, put a guess out? The top three are insane. Actually, All right, so like, give me like a time period. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> the late eighties. Oh shit, bro! I got no That's idea. The only person one. I would the only person I could guess is like Hulk Hogan. I don't know. No, Lex Luger. Lex Luger. I know who that is. Surprisingly, <laughs> five hundred and twenty-three days. Huh. Wow. Um, number two, Rick Rude. Oh, cool. Uh, 378 days, so just over a year. Yeah. Number three, Dean Ambrose. Wow. Um, 351. He got it at Extreme Rules in May 2013, defeating Kofi. That's actually surprising. I didn't realize he had such a long reign. Oh, oh, okay. So the reason he had it for so long is that was like peak shield period. Yeah. And so he wasn't defending the belt very often. He was mostly in tag and trios matches with the shield. Um, um, lost it in a 20 man battle royale set up by the authority to Sheamus. Uh, and then number four, uh, this is also pretty interesting is MVP. Oh, I love MVP. Yeah. Those um, SmackDown days were, were great. Oh, that's actually really cool. He won it, um, off Chris, uh, Chris Benoit at, um, Judgment Day in a best mm-hmm. of three falls, which that is very cool. I used to love MVP, man. <laughs> um, you know what? I was actually just, we're, wow, we're way off on a tangent. Um, that's I was actually <laughs> just thinking about MVP today because I saw someone, uh, rethread. Um, an Omos thread about where my Omos sapiens at. Oh yeah, that was me. We haven't seen, oh, it was you. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I haven't seen Omos in a while. Haven't seen MVP in a while. Haven't seen Bobby Lashley in a while. Like, where are these guys? Where are they? I don't know. Yeah, they were, uh, Bobby was, is advertised for the SmackDown I'm going to in a week. So we'll see if he actually shows up. Is that that soon? Yeah. Oh, damn. Next week. You know, you know what you should give us? What's up? You should give us uh, your instant reaction at when you leave. Like, do like a quick like phone notes record kind of deal. Okay, that'd be fun. Um, Some Yeah, uh, for our for our listeners who love us. Um, anyway, uh, back to the ladder match. Sorry, went off a tangent. Um, that was beautiful. What did you think of the men's ladder match overall? Uh, I eh, kind of floated in and out of interest in that one. Uh, there was a couple good spots, but. Uh, I kind of, if I were to give it a grade, I'd probably give it like a B. It was good, but uh, I, I would be, I would actually give it slightly lower, um, B minus probably for me. Um, yeah. To me, that match was the Logan Paul show. Yeah, it was less about the actual wrestlers in the ring and more about Logan Paul. And if you, th- what what spots stick out in your mind? Uh, the Logan Paul spot with Ricochet. Yep, Logan Paul with Ricochet. Literally that, and uh, the only other thing that comes to mind is um, just literally um, the end of the match. 
That's it. So the the only other spot that sticks for me is um, the Logan Paul um, splash off the apron onto Damian Priest on a ladder. Oh, yep. So it basically was Logan Paul just just spot chucking the yep. whole time for me. So you know I didn't love that because I don't really like him, and I I think really the only people who came out of the men's ladder match looking good was L.A. Knight and Damian Priest. Yeah, and uh, I mean Ricochet, what a great job of saving that one spot. That was fucking crazy. But, I know, uh, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, like you, people are gonna think back on this this Money in the Bank and not even remember that Shinsuke, Butch, and Santos Escobar were in it. That's facts. That's a hundred percent facts. <laughs> yeah. So it was not not the best, but yeah. Hey. We, we go on. And the last thing on this one, and we'll, we'll move on here. We've been on this one for a while. Damien Priest is definitely going for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, got right? to. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's no way he's going to be like, I'm challenging Roman. I don't see it. Hell no. no. <laughs> he's already got some beef with Seth. He wants that belt. Like yeah. he, It makes sense. It, it does. It, it does. It does. Anyway. All right. What's going on next? Uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, so this is another one that we've talked about Grayson Waller before, uh, but I, I, I was just watching, uh, Money in the Bank and it, it kind of clicked for me when he was having that little spat with John Cena there where they were going back and forth and the crowd really didn't want him to talk. <laughs> they were, re- they were really, they were mm-hmm. really, they were brutal. Uh, but Grayson Waller's fucking good, man. He kept it rocking. He stayed smooth. He stayed confident. He kept delivering his promo. He didn't mm-hmm. give a shit what the crowd said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with all that being said, you know, seeing that little back and forth between him and John Cena, it made me think like, wow, Grayson Waller would have done such a better job with a match at John Cena <laughs> than <laughs> freaking theory. I like, it just made me like look at that and be like, damn, like Grayson Waller really is like, to me, I'm really high up on Grayson Waller. Uh, and I feel like Grayson Waller is, is essentially what WWE thinks like Austin Theory is or what they want him to be. I think that if you were to swap them spots right now and you put Grayson, you put the, uh, US title on Grayson Waller, way more captivating, way yeah. more interesting. Every week would be like, I- I'd be looking forward to what he has to say, what he's gonna, who he's gonna talk shit to, like who's mm-hmm. gonna feud with him. That'd be interesting for me. So I just got to give another stocks rising to my boy. Uh, yeah, he's he's kicking ass, man. He hasn't even had a match yet. <laughs> and uh, we we've talked about Grayson Waller over the last couple of weeks, and yeah. I've, I've been coming around as I've seen more. I'm a um, fan. Grayson, the Grayson Waller effect has been a very good addition to SmackDown. It's been yes. it's been useful. It hasn't just been a thing that happens. It actually has some meaning to it's been furthering storylines. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And this this week's Grayson Waller effect is going to have Edge. I think we're probably getting towards the end here. So tear, yeah, big time. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens, what's talked about. I, I bet Grayson Waller is going to call Edge like an old bitch or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe set up a feud with Edge going, be going somewhere. Yeah. Um, be, it'd be interesting. It'd be a good, good way to get Grayson Waller over on uh-huh. Edge's way out, you know, if, if that's what they decide to do. And I, I also want to issue an apology to Grayson Waller. And I was like, you got to wrestle. I didn't know he had a broken fucking leg. So I forgot that entirely. That's my bad. Because I actually watched that. That was one of the rare NXTs I watched. So like I knew that happened. I completely forgot. So yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So my bad on that one. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely like to see uh, Grayson Waller keep keep doing stuff. Yeah, keep doing stuff. Uh, I got a little bonus uh, stocks rising here uh, for bonus. a legend. Uh, bonus, bonus. Shout out to Natty though. Uh, I had. Zero negative, probably expectations for her match with Rhea, considering how the past matches have gone. Also, considering how Natty's career has typically gone, mm-hmm. she's typically like somebody you just you have a match with and you 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 beat her up. She she maybe hits a sharpshooter in the match. Yep, that's about that's a Natty match. To be fair, this time she hit about five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's funny, like watching uh watching Raw while I'm on Twitter scrolling with soon to be Threads. Um, <laughs> watching Raw while I'm scrolling, uh, people are saying like match just started. They're like, "All right, this match has already gone too long. All right, this match is already too long, longer than I expected." When it was like two minutes long, because 
you know, we expect Rhea to win. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, you know, as the re- match is going, the discussion kind of changes to like, damn, okay, this this match is pretty all right. To damn, that was a fucking good ass match. I watched that match. I shit you not. I Im- immediately when the match ended, I was like, damn, that was my favorite match of the night. Uh, it was just a really good match whole way through. Super entertaining, pretty brutal. Uh, and wow. Damn. Like, I'm just so surprised that Natty put on a banger in 2023 versus Rhea. And I will say this. That is something that both of them needed. Uh, Natty needed that because, like we spoke about before, she always loses, which she still lost. But at least this time she, you know, uh, got, got some of the believable competition there. And another thing is Rhea needed this because she hasn't had any sort of real, like, any sort of competition. Like, her whole reign has just been, like, coasting through. I'm going to smack some ass. I'm going to kill some people, you know. No big deal. I'm going to smack some people. Get the pin. Get the W. No big deal. Nothing's been a struggle. It was nice to see her struggle for once and actually have a match. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, I... Again, like you, I had no expectations going into that one about what was going to happen in that yeah. match. I was like, Natty again, really? They just have no ideas. And then she, she put on a show. Like she really did. I mean, she is a seasoned veteran. She oh, yeah. knows how to do this. And she just hasn't, in my opinion, been given the opportunity to do this properly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy for Natty that, that she got to have a good match like that on TV. Same. Um, and yeah, she deserved it. And again, like we keep talking about, we really need some storylines for these women's belts. I, I yes, think, bro. I think probably on SmackDown this week, we will get some more storyline for the, uh, uh. Undis- <laughs> women's world championship. Couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> uh, or no, I got it. I still got it wrong. Mm, did you? I think so. I think it's the Women's World Championship. No, I think I have it backwards. No, I don't. Yeah, it's the Women's World Championship on SmackDown. I told you. WWE Women's Championship on Raw, but they called it the World Championship on Raw, which is why I'm confused. This this belt nomenclature is not good. (laughs) Uh, Why why don't they just name it after the show it's on? What? (laughs) That would make sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> change the belts back <laughs> or just make it somewhat different like we have the world heavyweight championship and the undisputed wwe universal title you know that's such a mouthful <laughs> yeah i know uh yeah let, i think we're gonna start seeing some storyline stuff on smackdown i think we're gonna it's gonna lead to a triple threat oscar um charlotte and bianca at SummerSlam for that one and possibly a cash in from eo at the end uh, and I think for Raw with Rhea, they've got to find somebody to push her for that belt. Yeah. But a lot of storylines are still occupied and I don't think we're going to get, I don't think we're going to get a lot of these storylines resolved until SummerSlam, which is my next stock rising. Cause I think it's going to be a big turning point for a lot of belts. Uh, and let's, let's start going in there. Um, with the, with the women's kind of division, I think SummerSlam, we're going to have a gimmick match between Becky and Trish to finally end that. I could see it being a women's hell in a cell. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either. That'd be good. Uh, We've got the storyline on on SmackDown. That'll be the, the Asuka, Charlotte, Bianca kind of deal going on. Um, and then I think we're going to have something with the tag titles, too. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a pretty deadly rematch for the tag titles. Yes, boy. Um, uh, yes, boy. Um, because honestly, I thought they were going to win it on that SmackDown before Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought it was going to happen, and haven't seen anything about what's going on with Kevin Owens. He definitely actually hurt his ankle because he finished that match without a shoe on because I think it was pressing on his ankle too hard. Mm. So, I think we could see something going on with the tag titles. Also, I'm not done with that story with Sam, Sammy and Kevin, Kevin, but a lot of the internet wrestling community seems to be getting kind of bored with it. Um, how do, how are you feeling about the tag belts? Uh, I mean, I don't have anything against them having it because right now I don't see anybody else who would, uh, immediately take it from them. Uh, hmm. 
But, you know, if they were to build up a tag team that were worthy adversaries, I wouldn't be against it because I'm not necessarily tired of the Sammy KO thing. But it feels like we haven't gotten any, like, uh, just any meaningful development, I would say. Nothing new. Yeah. Like, there's been no meaningful developments. They've just been, all yeah, right, we're enough. good now, and we're tagging, and we're, we're, we're fun, and you like us. But, like, I haven't had any sort of, like, story, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Intercontinental belt. Already talked about that. U.S. title. Definitely. If it, if it doesn't change at SummerSlam or before, I don't even know what to say about that belt anymore. Like, I honestly have no idea. The IC? Yeah, the IC. Oh, okay. Um, do, 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 uh, and after that, I think we start getting into the women's tag division. W- what did you think about the tag team turmoil or whatever the fuck they called it on Raw? The tag team turmoil. Uh, I tuned out a little bit during the tag team ter- turmoil. So did the crowd. <laughs> so I guess that means something. Uh, I caught little pieces here and there. Uh, what's that new tag team that they're really fucking good in the ring? What's their name again? Kat- Katana something? Oh, KC Squared? Yeah, them. Okay. Caden, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Yes, they're fucking good, man. They're entertaining. Uh, that one girl is so small. Yeah, dude. It's really funny. Um, I saw her, like, she was outside uh right next to the ropes right and her head is like level with the ropes and i, I, I know <laughs> i was i was saying to jane i was like damn she's short and she's like don't you dare and i'm like she's like well how short is she and i'm like uh let me google it she's five it. foot flat yeah janey's one inch taller so i felt bad <laughs> no i mean but it's just like when you're looking at professional wrestlers yeah. you know like most of the like even the the shorter women in the women's division are like five seven yeah. And then she's like five, five foot. One. It's five yeah, you, foot. You put her, you put her next to Raquel Rodriguez and you're like, <laughs> you know, like that's bananas. Yeah, so tiny. But yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I tuned out of that match. Um, I mean, as always, it's nice to see, uh, what's her name? Uh, Karen gimmick. Chelsea Green. <laughs> Chelsea Green. <laughs> I love watching her, man. Yeah, I, I when they were starting it, I kind of thought they weren't going to make it all the way through. I'm glad they did. They are yeah. the most put together outside of um, KC Squared. Um, you know, uh, we got to see a little bit of uh, Indy Hartwell on Raw. It wrestled her first match since yeah, her surprising. injury. Yeah. Um, what was surprising about that? Just that we got to see her on Raw, as oh. well as... Um Candice, Candice LeRae. LeRae. Yep. <laughs> they they did some tag stuff on NXT when they were together down there. Mm-hmm. Kind of that whole uh, group of Candice and Johnny Gargano and Indy, Dexter Loomis, and Ciampa. They were all palling it up. Yeah, too bad they got rid of Steph Delander. I don't remember what her name was in NXT, but she was good, too. I don't know who she is. Oh, well, she was She was good. She was good. Okay. Um, yeah, I, the, it was weird. The whole Nikki cross thing being like wanting to tag with Candace and Candace being like, Oh no, I'm with Indy. Mm-hmm. And then like Candace getting kicked and then Nikki like abandoning the worst name in WWE, Emma <laughs> and being like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> and Emma's being like, uh, I need a tag here, mate. You know, like it was, I didn't get it at all. And then, um, Tegan Knox and whoever she was partnered with got eliminated during the commercial break. Oh, it was, uh, it yikes. Was, it was, um, oh lordy. She, she, she everybody's upset because she never gets a shot and she was on NXT. What was her name? Couldn't Long remember. Hair. Oh, uh, oh, Dana Brooke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Her. She got eliminated during commercial break. They bro. got eliminated during the picture in picture during commercial. Disrespectful, man. She just keeps getting shit on it. I kind of <laughs> feel bad at this point. <laughs> but the real tag team story, uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that shit was good, man. That, that shit. I so, actually like that. You put here that the stock falling is your Ronda hate. Yeah. My my Ronda hate is staying right where it is. It's not that's not stock falling. <laughs> well, hey, my my uh my Ronda hate is falling. Okay, my Ronda hate is falling, and this is okay. why. Can I tell you go, why? Yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. All right, it, I'm it, gonna it, argue with you. That's fair. It's because 
I rarely am compelled by anything Ronda does uh, in the ring uh, or promo wise or anything uh, to see Shayna come out, talk that shit. What? By the way, Shayna, like you, I think, did you put this bonus in here or is that me? She that put that in there? cooked her. Did you put I that put in there? That. Because yeah. I feel the same way. Shayna absolutely was, cooked Ronda. Like that was a great little segment, and she just like went the fuck in and said everything that like people say. Online. All of us feel. Yeah, all of us feel this way. The, she started it off with the um, yeah. I'm gonna come out here because no one wants to hear you talk anyway. Mm-hmm. So true, baby. So true. I have no interest in a word Everybody's coming like, out of her mouth. All right, facts. Yeah. No, that was amazing. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why my uh, hates down because. I'm actually compelled by the story. There's some realistic stuff here. Um, I think Rhonda and Rhonda and Shayna are good friends. So I think the chemistry for one is finally there for a Rhonda match. Maybe we can get some good, you know, slapping around. By the way, when they had the little fight there, it seemed pretty physical and it was mm-hmm. pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. So that's what got me excited. And I feel like, you know, if Rhonda were to deliver, it's going to be now with when she gets to work with her friend. You know, somebody who she's close with, comfortable with, and I think it's going to be good for wrestling fans and for her. Good send-off if she truly is leaving. Finally have a uh, little, just something I care about, rather than being upset that she's involved. I think yeah, this that, works. That's the only part of this Ronda thing that's that's uh, my hate falling, is that <laughs> she's finally had some fucking self-awareness to say, Oh, no one likes me, I guess I'm going to leave. <laughs> Thank God. Like, oh God. Ronda Rousey. I, th- if I had to choose between Ronda Rousey and Austin Theory being off WWE television forever, it's easily Ronda Rousey for me. That's a great question. It's not, it's not even a great question because it's easily Ronda Rousey. I haven't got a compelling Austin Theory story yet, though, and this I'm excited about this one. So then she's got a leg up on Austin for me. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bonus. Bonus. Dog rising for Shayna for absolutely murdering Ronda on. Yeah, the that was mic. fantastic. I, I'm wondering if they're going to break out the the old fight pit for for their Ooh, their blow off match. That'd be interesting. Something or maybe it'll just be like a no DQ, no holds barred. No rope breaks. Or maybe a submission match. Got tap Ooh. out. That'd be good. I'd like a submission match between those two. You know how they like to do that. So will we call it a submission match or an I quit match like they did with Charlotte? I think either one would hit. Hmm. I hate the I quit matches in WWE because the ref has like a microphone. They're like <laughs> trying to figure out what to do it the whole time. And then they're like, D- do you quit? No, no, fuck off. What? <laughs> Wait, are you sure you don't quit? <laughs> yeah, All right, so yeah, maybe a submission <laughs> match, so then we could just see him tap instead of having to worry that. about the microphone. Let's do that. I forgot that I hate that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the one thing that sticks out in my mind is from when they had that I quit match, and Charlotte was like, I'm not quitting. <laughs> it just reminded me of like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf Boy. I am fucking leaving. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Anyway, uh, more hate. Uh, AEW has kind of sucked lately. So last week they got vinced. This past week, uh, you know, I was, I was up for more wrestling after Money in the Bank. I was like, yeah, I can, I can go for some more. Watch Collision. Wish I hadn't. Uh, <laughs> and the ratings reflected that. It yes. was their three weeks in a row. They're down again. Um, under half a million viewers. Uh, which is live. I mean, I think, again, a lot of people are probably going to be watching Collision um, not on Saturday night. It also was pre-recorded, so the spoilers were out there. So, you know, not a huge need for people to watch it live on Saturday at 8 p.m. Um, we'll see what happens this weekend. CM Punk is back in action uh, facing Samoa Joe. But I think they have too many competing storylines, whereas WWE does a good job of balancing storylines where you don't have a whole bunch of things that should all be at the top of your card. You know, do you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah. Okay. It's so right to now have things separated. So, you know, like importance and where things lie, it's not confusing. <laughs> yeah. So like, for example, they have the, the big storyline is the Blackpool combat club versus the elite, which they've announced they blood and guts for, um, uh, Boston in like two weeks or something. Maybe that's next week. I don't remember. Who cares? 
and that's I'm I think we're getting to the kind of the breaking point for this BCC elite feud. We need to really be done with it, and I'm really hoping Blood and Guts does that. Um, and then because they're doing this tour of Canada right now, they're continuing the Owen Hart men's and women's um, tournaments. This makes sense. I'm fine with this. I thought the tournaments were good last year, but when you have that BCC elite and then you also have this Owen Hart men's and women's tournament going on, makes it tough to figure out, okay, what's actually the main event? What has impact? Oh, this is essentially a mid card tournament that has some main eventers in it. You know, it's, it's moving stuff around. And then we have this blind, um, eliminator tag team tournament. Um, I think I told you about this where they're like randomly throwing people together. Yep. You told me okay. about that. Yeah. So like Adam Cole and MJF, the world champion and the world champions last challenger are a tag team. Now, to be fair, on AEW Dynamite this week, the MJF and Adam Cole segment was the best part of the show. It was hilarious. They beat um, one of the Butcher and the Blade and Daddy Magic, I think, uh, pretty quickly. And then it was Adam Cole's birthday. So MJF had a whole bunch of uh, like security people come out with a cake and party hats and... He was, they were put, putting party hats on the people in the first row right behind, you know, the ring. And then he put one on Adam Cole. He sang him happy birthday like Marilyn Monroe sang it to JFK. Oh my God. It did was you, so did, good. Did you see, uh, him pop into Adam Cole's Twitch? Oh, and that's the other thing with this, with this like little thing. He keeps doing this. That's hilarious. Like he keeps, that's and good. like what he's doing is he's doing the like super sub or whatever it is where like, so he sends like 50 bucks or whatever. So Adam Cole has to read his message. <laughs> and so he's like, Oh, and Oh, thank you for the super sub. Um, Max from Long Island. <laughs> it's so funny. So good. That's really good. <laughs> and then I think it was, uh, dynamite the week before, but like Roderick Strong was talking to Adam Cole being like, being like, you can't trust this guy. You can't trust this. You can't trust him at all. He's, he's not a good dude. And then MJF comes up. He's like, Hey, Adam. Hey, generic white guy. Like, it's so funny. So, it's a very good odd couple pairing, because, like, they... MJF is clearly lonely, and then wants to uh, have a friend. <laughs> have Have you also seen the stuff with MJF and his cat? Yes. yes. Yep. I <laughs> love this. MJF is such a funny dude, man. <laughs> He's so good. Like, I, I really like what we're seeing out of MJF here, because, like, yeah, he is the... He is the heel, technically, but he's doing this, like, weird face thing. Like, even during the match, it was, like, face in peril kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> like MJF here. Like, I'm, I'm on his Twitter. Like, see, quote tweeting someone who was like, can he wrestle more often? Toxic fan- fandom. All caps. You wrestle, bud. It hurts. You abandon you- your cat. You people disgust me. <laughs> Like, it's so funny. Like, I never thought that I would be, I would be over on MJF like this as I was getting a little bored of him with the world title. And I'm just when I thought I was out, I am all the way back in, baby. The great ones can do that. (laughs) But overall, there's too much going on on AEW. The blind tag stuff, like we've got Matt Hardy with Jeff Jarrett now and I don't know. There, there's so many, so much weirdness going on with it. But anyway, uh, next stock falling. Red cane, red cane. That's all I gotta say. Red cane Enough stock said. falling. Red cane yeah. stock falling. We don't, we don't mess around with red canes. This is a blue cane podcast. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the blue canes out there. I had seen this on Twitter, and I don't know why. I like weird stuff, weird internet stuff. And there's like a, it looks like an indie promotion, and there's a guy named Red Kane, and he's got like snow that falls down when he comes out. I watched the match. Uh, I will, it looks like you linked the YouTube video there. Is that what that is? I am going to link it in the show notes, and it Beautiful. is from Spinebuster Media. Oh, I wanted um, to say that part. Come on, man. Let me okay, go ahead and say oh, it. Cut mine out. Guys, it's from Spinebuster Media from the UK. <laughs> No, I'm gonna keep both. Now they get shouted out twice. But thanks y'all for uh for uploading that. That's a beautiful thing. I'm gonna use a little clip of that video, or maybe a couple, for a little 
something we're posting on YouTube. You know, I'm starting to try to, as we mentioned last week, post some YouTube content. So we'll see. Uh, it's just going to be a short little comedy skit, but you know, you know how we rocking. So shout, shout out to the blue canes. We don't mess with red canes. Y'all know how we rocking. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, final stock falling. Twitter finally has a competitor. So Twitter is, um, on its way down. Mm-hmm. Elon, you fucked it, mate. You see, he's, uh, trying to sue. You see, no, I did not see that. Oh yeah, boy. They're trying to sue. He's claiming that they are, uh, what are they? What did he say? Stealing, uh, trade secrets and stuff. And uh, apparently like hired maybe some old Twitter employees to which I think meta hmm. is denying. Well, Maybe you shouldn't have fired all of them. <laughs> That's exactly you what I said. fucking idiot. And then he tweeted about it. He actually tweeted about it and he said, uh, competition is fine. Cheating is not or something like that. It's all over. It's all over threaded. Y'all know how we <laughs> thread it. Oh my God. <laughs> the threadsters yeah. are all threading it. Bro. It, like, so sorry that you spent $44 billion on something, made it basically unusable and then told your users, I'm going to limit what you can see. Fuck y'all. Go find something else to do. Yeah. Guess what we're doing? We're going to find something else to do. Exactly. If you don't want your app to work, you don't want your website to work, we're going to find one that does. And I said this in our group chat. If Blue Sky and Mastodon and all these other fucking things that have been trying to compete with Twitter were smart, they would have opened up, they would have made basically a Twitter 2.0 so that everyone can just go, okay, Elon doesn't want us. We're going to leave. That's what it seems like they're trying and to do here. And I think Mark Zuckerberg did it. Yeah. Because like everybody, it's like the perfect time. Everybody's sick of it. You know what I mean? It's open. We could all just go try it. Now, granted, it's not perfect. We have our gripes. There's a lot of stuff missing that I'm assume will be added later. My, but- my big, my big issues with it. There's no following timeline. There's no chronological timeline. The way that I use Twitter is I only use my following. I do not go on the For You page. I fucking hate it. I do not want the algorithm telling me what to see. I just stay on my timeline, and I start from where I am, and I scroll up till I get to the top of it, and then I refresh. I use a little bit of both. I use a little bit of both. That's fair. You know, to each his own. I do not like when I have to scroll downward into, like, further back in time. I don't Mm. like that at all. Especially if I'm watching an event or I'm like behind oh, yeah. on something, uh-huh. I want to see what's happening in chronological order. Facts. I don't want to see EO Sky wins and then scroll down five five tweets and then see, oh my god, EO Sky is handcuffing Bailey and Becky. <laughs> that does nothing for me. Like I, I want to see, I want to see it how it happens. I want to see the reactions, how it was happening. So we got we got to get some stuff fixed. Hold on, they, hold on. I got something I need to spit out for the airwaves real quick. You got your complaint out. Let me get mine out, boy. Shut up. I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a trending topic list. When I use Twitter, uh, I, I'm always checking like the trending topics. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'll check it when I sign on and I'll see like, ooh, who's that trending? Bray. What's going on with Bray? And then I pull up all the tweets and I'm like, oh, all these rumors are going on. I need that. Give me that. I, I do, I do something similar. I think that is one of the kind of the main selling points of Twitter's original platform, which would make sense on why they haven't implemented something like that right away. Um, and I think, you know, Zuckerberg's not an idiot. Like as much as we would love him to be dumb, he isn't. There's a reason he's held on to this one. He hasn't pushed this out until now because I think he saw Elon Musk buy Twitter, make dumb changes. And he told his engineers and the people he hired probably from Twitter after their um, NDAs ran out, hey, I want to build basically a competitor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be linked through Instagram. So you have an existing account, you have an existing follow and follower list. Like that's one thing I like is like I've easily been able to just jump over there. I, ha- I didn't have I didn't not, I'm not starting from zero zero. I'm starting from. 2020 you know but still (laughs) it's it's a nice base to start from yes so he's smart in the sense that he waited until twitter fully broke to say yeah push it out yeah hit hit the green button great timing and oh yeah this is where i was going with this he's not dumb if if he was going to have any legal liability elon can sue he absolutely can he has every right to sue say you just basically copy my product that i own sure go ahead but 
Zuck can say, no, it's actually just an extension of my Instagram platform on another app that's text-based instead of photo-based, which that's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, Instagram has its explore tab, which is more of like a for you kind of market page. Um, and I would, I, I do be true. I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually do get a trending topics page, especially if Twitter does sink further. Yep. I, I mean, I think I saw last night before I went to sleep that they had 8 million users in four hours of launch or something. Yeah, it was a crazy number. They got up to 10 at some point in time and now it's growing and growing and growing. So very quick. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's the first real Twitter competitor that we've seen. Absolutely. And it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it, how it continues. Definitely. All right. Anyway, it's dinner time. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at let me pod to you. We'll start getting thread stuff in here yeah, soon. If that's the way things yeah. are going, you can follow Dimitri at Dimitri talks. You can find me if you want at we hate Jacob, but not on threads. Cause some fucking idiot has, we hate Jacob on Instagram <laughs> and it hasn't been used in seven years. God damn it. Please, please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We're on every major network. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.